we still exist as a show? I guess so. Yeah. We've still got listeners. Some fucking... We've been getting, ha- we've been getting likes on Facebook. One or two a week. Yeah. People are finding us. That's kind of amazing. It's very but, amazing. <laughs> like, I checked in the other day and I was expecting, on Anchor, I was expecting to see big fat zeros. And it's like, no, we get like two listens a week. And have for like two months. <laughs> That's crazy. Who are these people? Yeah. How are they finding us? We're not even I trying. Beg I beg of you. If you exist as a person that's listening to this show, say hi and tell us how much we suck. Dear listener, you have tuned in to Somewhat Competent with your hosts, Canada and internet 100% we're somewhat competent fair balanced and unbiased (laughs) (laughs) that's probably copyrighted or trademarked or something like I don't think you can say that okay I I, didn't Fox News going after us would be great publicity though that it would it would be the only publicity we've ever gotten (laughs) (laughs) one of us didn't pay for oh my god yeah five dollars on Facebook ads it's like it's like it's like pissing into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a difference. Well, I mean, it, it like that's the thing about those ads is it's like, yeah, you showed fucking fifteen hundred people, but did you show fifteen hundred people that give a shit? Probably no. not. No, unfortunately, no. <sighs> I'm looking at these show notes. I'm seeing we got. Uh, 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 you know some that that Florida stuff. Yeah. You know you're you're gonna have to actually you're gonna have to inform me about exactly what that is. All I know is it's the don't say gay law. Hmm. Well, that's in there. <clears throat> okay. So the uh, the title of this one is uh, Florida rejects forty one percent of math textbooks, citing critical race theory among its reasons. Do you even know what critical race theory is? Have we covered that? Most people don't know because they don't care. Well, we'll put it this way. I I have a I can like through context clues gather what it is. Let me guess and you can correct me, okay? I love this game. Um critical race theory is similar to any kind of critical theory where you choose to uh, view things through a certain lens. I I I understand critical theories mostly through media analysis. Like you can look at, say, the Nightmare on Elm Street through a socioeconomic lens, and that would be like socioeconomical critical theory of that movie, right? Okay. Or you can, or you can look at it through like the lens of LGBT. God, I always feel like I say that wrong. LGBTQ plus. Okay, I always feel like I get the uh, the letters mixed around. Um, or you could look at the movie through that lens and be like. Oh, this is what this means. So I'm guessing that critical race theory is the examination of our culture through the lens of racism. 
You nailed it. All right. You know, I'm smart. People don't like this though. They say it they say it portrays America as being rotten from the inside. <laughs> and and exactly what's the problem with that? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds accurate to me. God damn. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So please continue. So um critical race theory is pissing off the Republican the, the right. Really yeah. bad. Like, we had critical race theory growing up in school. You know, I did. They just didn't call it that. It was, we yeah. just called it institutional racism. Mm -hmm. And critical race theory is like the college flushed out PhD level version of institutional racism as an idea. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they don't like that. The other thing they don't like is, um, What's it called? I even put it in the notes here. Uh, social emotional learning, social and emotional learning. Um, and the theory here is that you need in school, you need to teach kids these five attributes, uh, self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, relationship skills, and responsible decision making. So they, the, they called that uh, the governor of the court, whoever the fuck it is that's quoted here, called that unsolicited. So they're saying we don't even want that. And then um <laughs> Okay, the five principles you just named are like the most healthy things a person can do. <laughs> and, and and you're telling me conservatives are like, "No! No, you're in, you're indoctrinating our children. Stop it. We want to do that ourselves." Oh my god. Oh god. Okay, so please continue. I don't mean to keep interrupting cuz I I still don't know what the fuck this first story is about. Okay, and then the last thing that they're pissed about is the uh, don't say gay bill, as you call it, which is, um, or is it a law now? They, um, that is you can't teach sex ed to kids third grade or younger, which I guess, like, okay, somebody might be able to make a cogent argument against that, but on its face, I'm like, sure. And then um, the other thing, though, is that it says uh, that you can't teach kids things that are inappropriate for their age. So yeah. they're going to use that to cover up the idea of homosexuality, transgendered, all that good stuff. That's so, that goddamn hetero agenda. So it is. It's a real agenda. I know, I know. I, that wasn't even that wasn't even sarcastic. What what I do want to say just about that real quick is everyone's like, "Oh, the gay agenda, they're indoctrinating our children into a type of sexuality." As if though the, our culture doesn't do that already. It's yeah. just it's just the cult, it's just the sexuality you're personally comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Which is heterosexuality for the majority of people. Well, and it's also like it's just like for men it's like this is what a woman looks like. This is what, you know, you want your woman to look like. Yeah. Um, when it's like, hey, dude, maybe maybe I like something a little different, you know? Yeah. And um, I don't know. I think that fucks up a lot. I think that fucks up a lot of relationships where guys, like, inherent, like, they, they intrinsically go for their actual type, like what they look for in a woman. And then they get conflicted because that woman doesn't look like the, uh, stat, like 
societal standard. Yeah, societal standard. Thank you. Um, and and then there's a conflict internally, and then because men have, uh, you know, no feelings, we get outraged <laughs> and uh-huh. take it out on everyone around us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It's okay if you like a hammer-jawed woman with a lazy eye. It's okay. It's totally fine. Yeah. If a couple of missing teeth makes you feel like she's got character, go for it. Yeah. Come on. Everybody needs a little loving. Yeah. God, that philosophy's gotten me into so much trouble over the years. (laughs) I I, want to ask, but I'm afraid to. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right, I'll let it go. I'll let it go. So, so, uh, so it's math books. All this okay. conversation we just had about like social implications and not wanting to teach kids how to handle their emotions and what sex is and what racism is, like all that is for math books. They don't want it in forty-one percent of the submitted math books in Florida. <sighs> okay, which is a lot. I mean, I dug into it a little bit. How it's like, I don't know. Like, okay, like, so like, um, uh, if a slave is two fifths of a black person or person, then like, how many slaves does it take to make a humanitarian crisis that's unforgivable? Like, (laughs) (laughs) okay. We're both going to hell for that joke. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, I feel like that joke has a good heart. I, I, at its heart, it's trying to be good. It's trying to make a point. Uh, the point of satire is to push things to such crazy extremes that you point out the flaws in the current cultural system, you know? Yeah. And I think you did. I think you just did it. I think you're a satirist. I try. Yeah. You know, uh, racism in America can't be repaired in any shorter amount of time, but you know what can be? What? An iPhone 13. (laughs) Yeah? This is, um, so there's this guy on YouTube that's been pushing for the right to repair for like 10 years. You know what the right to repair is? We've talked about it a couple of times. We've talked about it a couple of times. Yeah, and each time I'm like, that guy on YouTube, and I can't remember his name, so he's just that guy on YouTube. If you look into rights to repair and you see like a short brown man who's sitting in front of a workstation covered in electronics repair stuff, yeah, it's that guy. Um, okay, okay. He's he's advocating for our right to repair. He is, and he specifically likes to beat on Apple. Well, Apple finally gave in, and they're so proud of it they put it on their official website. So I pulled the propaganda straight from the horse's mouth. Fantastic. Apple.com. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, the last story, it was from uh, uh, Wesh2, W-E-S-H. I just thought I'd throw that out there. I thought that was very funny. All right. I don't know what it is. What, you know, like WNBC or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's W-E-S-H, so Wesh. Okay. It's a funny word. Yeah. It, I feel like there might be a joke I'm missing, but I'm going to let it go. Uh, there's not. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm just easily <laughs> amused. <laughs> Fair enough. So, um, basically, 
Apple is going to make parts and tools available to um, anybody who wants them. But in order to advertise your repair, like if you're a business, uh-huh. you have to uh, register and get certified. But as an individual, if you break your iPhone screen and you feel comfortable, you should be able to buy a screen, pop open your iPhone, put the new screen in, and be good to go. Before, what they were doing is if you changed out the screen, then, like, the thumbprint reader wouldn't work. And if you changed out the camera, then the touchscreen wouldn't work. And, like, oh, they cleverly engineered their products so that not having all of the initial parts would make it break in some other way that would make you think that the person who repaired it fucked something up. Oh, wow. But it was really just the engineering of the product to begin with. Yeah. Wow. So, then then, um, Microsoft... It's not in this article, but Microsoft is on the same bandwagon. There's Surface, Microsoft Surface Pro. Um, the next generation of those is going to be uh, repair accessible. Nice. Um, I think OnePlus is doing it. Google's probably going to hop on the bandwagon soon um, with their special Android phones. Like everybody's coming. It's the new woke thing to do as a business. Okay. So it's more for PR than anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So but, I, okay, yeah. we can repair. We can repair our Apple phones now. Is what we're getting at, though. Yeah, and soon you'll be able to repair plenty of shit. But really, the average person listening is not gonna repair their own shit. Like some people, like with with small items, yes, you know. But like with a phone or a laptop, no. But what it does mean is that you'll be able to take an iPhone to a computer, re- like a, a local computer shop that also does repair. And get your shit fixed there instead of paying like 200% more to bring it to Apple. Yeah, and and have the Apple guy say, it's not worth repairing, just buy the new one. Yeah. Even though it's totally repairable. Another thing that can't be repaired, uh, Tucker Carl Tucker Carlson's uh, video, uh, "The End of Men," is um, well, it's got a trailer, and I sent you this trailer earlier while you were in school or whatever you were doing. Yeah. Do you do you want to talk about it? Because I think you'll nail it better than I can. Um, I only remember a handful of things from it. One was a, a man. Uh, doing push-ups with like a very up close and intimate camera view. Mm-hmm. And then like another dude standing naked in front of what appeared to be a dick light machine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he was like, he was like shining light on his dick. I, I'm like a mountaintop. I, I don't really understand what it was supposed to be at all, but there was definitely a dude standing like spread Eagle, like wide stance, um, there was like what appeared to be like a, an altar pillar of some sort that People was on emana- Twitter or calling it the Tesla charger. 
<laughs> yeah, it looked like a maybe like a Tesla charger that was shining like red light on his on his on his Johnson. Um, I, I I have no sympathy for the uh, for the uh, men are dying and it's it's our job to be fucking masculine men. It's part of this low testosterone movement where like people are afraid that testosterone levels are dropping and it's like well first off we haven't been measuring testosterone long enough to know um, right but <clears throat> all of the things they say it causes like impotency and not being desirable and all that like too much testosterone in your system can make it so that you can hardly ejaculate right and then yeah, you're yeah. shooting mostly blanks like that's yeah. too much like there's yeah. a goldilocks zone of how much you want and that Goldilocks zone is going to shift depending on your biology. Yeah. So, um, but there's a there's a there's a subculture that's obsessed with, um, you know, getting as much in as possible. They're the same. They the same. They use the phrase. People from the subculture use the phrase "soy boys." Yeah. To, yeah. To describe people who to describe guys who like are apparently effeminate because of their diet or something yeah yeah i mean i've yep. uh i've drinking plenty of soy milk i used to love it before the the hype came along and it shut it all down like pearl chocolate fucking soy milk was like drinking ice cream yeah yeah it's fantastic i've i've, I've had some good uh some good flavored soy milks but, and you know what it's worth the breasts it doesn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. And um that it's like the MSG craze in the nineties where people are like, MSG gives you fucking holes in your brain or something. And it's like when you track down where that came from, it was like anti Asian sentiments from fucking white supremacists. And you track down where the soy rumor comes from, and it's like fringe men's right groups that are like just not well. Yeah, yeah. That are really neck deep in pseudoscience because they're extremely insecure. Yeah. 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 I just watched a. I, this is sort of relates, but it doesn't. But it does. It's about masculinity. Mm hmm. I watched a nice little video on YouTube, which was a 15 minute essay on. Uh, the way masculinity is portrayed in the Devil May Cry video game series. And actually, it was really nice. Because they explained how uh, the two main characters, Dante and Virgil, are actually, their masculinity is flawed because they can't feel. And that the, their, best, their best moments are when they have emotions for things that matter to them. You know? Mm -hmm. And I liked it. There's a third character that's like the synthesis. Uh, well, not, yeah, he's kind of the synthesis of the two. And he was like the real version of good masculinity where he, he's willing to fight for what, what he believes in and willing to feel and like protect others, you know? Like, okay, great. Fantastic. I guess I, I go watch the video. It's by the gaming muse and it has some, it's devil may cry. It's like their newest video. Well, we're plugging YouTube people. Yeah. Fucking straight edgy. Yeah. Yeah. I think I sent you a video by him. I've watched a couple. They're pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty funny. He used to design video games, and now he just criticizes them. And most of his reviews are for games that are ten years or older. Yeah. So. Which, for some reason, is fun. Yeah, and like there are games that he's that 
I'm the worst. Like, I'm kind of a gamer, but at the end of the day, like, if I watch... If I watch somebody else play a story-driven game from beginning to end, I'm never going to play it. <laughs> You're like, that's enough. I got it. I got it. Like, that was cool. Yeah. But, I feel um, that. I, and there are rare exceptions, but... Um, yeah. I, I, I do the same with movies. I'm like, okay, I watched this 15-minute uh, analysis of a movie. I don't need to see that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I questioned myself as a gamer, but I did spend like 36 hours this last in the last seven days playing Stellaris. So <laughs> I think I still have my nerd points. Yeah. 100%. Um, I'm, I'm currently like 90 hours in on one character in Elden Ring and another 20 hours in on another character. And I am less than 30% of the way through the game. Oh, geez. <laughs> so it's a good game. Yeah. I, you could, you could play it forever. But everyone online in the in the nerd communities are like, I can't believe myself. I ha- I took seventy five hours to complete this game. I'm like, <laughs> okay, uh, sure. Yeah, slow down, smell uh, the roses. Yeah, I want you to take. I want you to hazard a guess at how many hours total Steam says I've played Stellaris. Five hundred twenty three. Five hundred twenty three. That's conservative, yeah. sir. It's like twelve hundred. <laughs> Oh my god, dude. <laughs> what even is Stellaris? It's like um the best way to explain it is it's like risk but in space. Okay, so it's more strategy. You don't necessarily control like individual an individual character or anything. No. It's grand you, strategy. Okay, yeah, you oversee it from like a godlike point of view. Mm. Okay. Yeah, and there's like I play as a hive mind because it's simpler than trying to manage people. But if yeah. you, if you play as a, a species that has uh, individual like individuality in it, uh-huh. um, then you uh, you have to deal with political factions inside oh, no. the government. So they'll change oh, no. they'll change how your government like is on you, and then like you have to negotiate and do diplomacy from their new established position. Yeah, and if your populace is too fractured, like too many different ideas are out there, then it becomes hard to manage them, and you can't do anything without pissing off some group. Our poor elites—they have to deal with this every day. I think that the government should just be run by the best Solaris players. <laughs> Pure efficiency. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. So yeah, Tuckle Tuck the whole point is, and I see I see the punchline in the uh in the in the article title here. Mm-hmm. The point is is that video was pretty homoerotic. It really was. Like um they somebody in here said somebody in this article is like, could have been an ad for Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been. It could have been. It would have been a really good ad for Grinder. Well, that's the funny thing is like People that are overly obsessed with masculinity are often very homophobic, but they don't understand that their obsession with masculinity is in and of itself homosexual to some degree. Mm-hmm. You know, the part of the video that stuck with me is they had the scene at the end where the guy is trying to drink like four raw eggs and he gets uh-huh. through two of them. And you can just tell by the way he's swallowing that he's like, this is gross. <laughs> <laughs> just like a straight guy being forced to guzzle down a cum shot. 
Because that happens. Well, it happens. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, it does happen. In prison. But uh, I, I wasn't really trying to say it happens, but, you know, it's just funny, though, you know? Like, oh, we're going to have a video of this guy slurping down a creamy <laughs> fucking... <laughs> <laughs> creamy viscous substance it's so manly like well you know yeah, i kind of speaking of bad ideas um there was a guy in where is this it matters to me now okay well the the, the headline is drug dealer botches his cover after shining laser at police helicopter who was searching for a missing person. Oh, great. Oh, this is in um, Wales. Oh, really? Yeah. So, of all places. Um, the fucking Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's just out there high in his backyard at his parents' house and uh, shining a laser pointer at a police helicopter, not realizing that they have the technological means to figure out exactly where the fuck something is. <laughs> so they knew where his house was based by that's where the laser's coming from. Yeah, very, very technologically advanced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just follow the straight line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Um, so they send the cops out because they're, they're like fucking around and then the cops come and they find that he's got, uh, uh, drug scales and two gas air pistols. And this is Wales. So I'm, I'm not sure if he's allowed to have the air pistols. All right. And, um, but he had, uh, weed, cocaine and MDMA. <laughs> Which so, one of them makes you point lasers at helicopters? MDMA. Yeah, probably. <laughs> come on down. <laughs> yeah, come on. Let's have a cuddle party. Um, Somebody did it again like two weeks later. Somebody totally different. And they also went to jail. Um, the guy's getting like two years. He must have had a lot of drugs because he's getting two years at a juvenile. Uh, uh, not juvenile, but like there's a space in between and America does it in some prison populations too, where it's yeah. between juvenile and adult. Okay. For like your 16 and 17 year old ruffians. More like from like 17 to 24. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I wonder how, I wonder how bad that is or isn't. Um, I, <clears throat> in America, they do it in places where, uh, here we are back on this topic. Prison rape is a serious problem. And yeah, that's actually... I was trying to avoid it, but that's exactly what I was thinking. I am in favor of talking about how fucking awful prison is whenever yeah. it is poignant. Yeah. There's more rape, and, more rape and racism in prison than even there is in the United States of America, I swear. Yeah. It's all, I, it's all concentrated. It is. And, and fueled. Yeah. <clears throat> so you'll find this in jails in prisons, in state-run facilities of all sorts, um, where the authority will intentionally create divisions between the populace that it's an authority over. So yeah. sound really familiar from somewhere. So uh -huh. the populace will continue to fight each other a bunch, or at least be at odds, and not have the ability to overcome the authority. Yeah, you know, you're repressing organization. Yeah. 
Which, yeah. Which is really familiar, and I can't place my finger on where that's from. No, it's at the tip of my tongue, but I can't seem to remember it either. It's America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so hey, if you got a lot of drugs, don't shine laser lights at helicopters. Jesus Christ, don't. like. Yeah, you dummy. I don't know that we're allowed to give out drug dealing advice on this show. Like, that <laughs> might be a felony. Really? It might be. <laughs> oh my god! But uh, I can't. I can't seem to go like a day without committing felonious crimes, man. <laughs> I mean, fuck? definitely, if you're doing anything illegal, it's probably not wise to draw a straight line to you in the sky. <laughs> it's like a reverse Batman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. I, I, on a total fucking side note, really, really, really want an orange laser pointer. Why? Because I'm weird. You just, I just want one to be orange. I just want, they exist too. Oh, okay. Um, in fact, there's a, uh, I mean, it matches you. You're orange. Yeah. 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 I, they make, they make laser, uh, devices that you can tune to any, I mean, they're like $10,000, but you can tune them to any, um, don't you dare fucking yawn on me. I've been awake <laughs> for goddamn 13 hours. Leave me alone. Uh, but yeah, you can tune these laser pointers, these fucking giant pointers. God damn it. It's a cylinder that's like two feet long. And you can <laughs> tune it to any color, including a white laser. Yeah. Which is like, obviously all the colors. Yeah. So and I feel like it would be more dangerous for some reason. My gut oh, says the white the white laser is more dangerous. Yeah, it's so bad. Like <laughs> the device itself, if you're not wearing the appropriate I, I had a laser pointer from China once that I just yeah. bought off the internet. And there's a limit to how powerful a laser can be that you can buy in America. And these people did not care because if you look straight, if you shine the thing within twenty feet and look straight at that dot, your eyes hurt. <laughs> and, and, okay have you seen the um the ads for like the super powered flashlights that will like burn paper if you leave it in front of them enough yeah that's that's like a dick insecurity right it's gotta be that makes always you... made out of military grade aluminum yeah and and it, 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 and like you're like listen i might not be packing much below but I'll burn your fucking eyes out with my phallic object. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of phallic and ocular, do you remember a few years ago when Anonymous and 4chan were fucking getting senators to believe that ocular penetration was a thing? No. That girls were voluntarily losing an eye so their boyfriend could fuck the socket. Uh, and there was like, there was there's a famous speech where a guy is like, passionately trying to outlaw it he's like this needs to be stopped here and now <laughs> <laughs> oh my god how ignorant do you have to be like listen I, I, i'm not packing a giant penis or anything but i'm pretty sure an eye socket wouldn't suffice no probably not no <laughs> I mean, i'm so fucking i'm so like scientifically literate and a pervert i'm like well there's that little hole that the nerve comes through <laughs> it's a little <laughs> but it's a little hole that's my point 
Uh, is it fleshy? There's like a there's like a bone. Oh no, there's not because I've seen a skull. There's not some weird bone cave behind there. Never mind. No. No, I guess I guess you could fuck an eye if you really wanted to. Yeah, I guess. Imagine just coming on someone's brain. <laughs> it just seems. It just, just seems. I just heard somebody hit the stop button. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we lost them. I would apologize, but we lost them already. So, oh my God, this, Hey, Hey guys, we haven't done this for six weeks. If you didn't know, at least I think it's been eight and, uh, you know, sorry, I guess <laughs> we suck really bad and we're never going to do it long enough in a row to ever get good at it. So <laughs> just fucking deal with this level of competency. Okay. You know what you signed in for. You saw the title of the podcast. Teacher would rather be redeployed to Iraq than go back to classroom. Um, this is from Charleston, South Carolina. I actually knew a lady from Charleston, South Carolina. And yeah. She was a lot to handle. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's a story for another time. Uh, let, me, let me ask, was it her raging southernness that made it hard? I mean, you could call it that. She was just like manic and paranoid all of the time okay yeah i can't attribute that to just southern people yeah That's you can't you can't put that on on south carolina but you could probably put it on charleston where the teachers are afraid to go to work after they've been in iraq yeah that's wild i wonder uh okay here i will say this have you ever met uh those children that seem to relish your real anger yeah. You get angry and they just laugh and they're not even remotely afraid of you. And then they just press more buttons. I secretly hit them. You said you secretly hit them. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we all wish we, we all wish we could Canada. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's I like, I okay. hit children. I don't want to endorse that. Yeah. You really want to. bought it for me we have matching shirts now um so he's he's wearing his in his fema camp and uh i wore mine the other day and uh it's got a picture of tux the penguin the linux mascot with uh -huh. fire behind it and says just want to see the world burn at the top and at the yeah. bottom it's a command that'll format your system <laughs> fantastic yeah yeah so if you see me wearing a shirt someday with a command on it, don't just go punching it into your Linux box. Yeah, that's a troll. That's a troll move. Um, and honestly, if if you're on Windows, 
If you're having any trouble with the program, just hit Alt Alt F4. Yeah, when that doesn't work though, like a full screen program, and you hit Alt F4 and it's not responding, and then you hit Control Delete and it brings up the fucking menu, and then you hit the Task Manager button, and Task Manager manifests behind the full screen application. <laughs> That's fucked. Uh, very much so. Oh, man. The way to get around that is to go to Task Manager, go to Options, and hit Always on Top. Oh, uh-huh. And then, that, yeah. and then it'll it'll push right through the front of anything. Oh, I fucking hate computers. That's funny, because you work with them for a living. Yeah, I mean, because I love them. It's a, it's a very fucking unhealthy relationship. Yeah, same. If they, if they didn't make me, <laughs> if they didn't make me come so much, I might fucking let them go. <laughs> I'm not sure what to think of that statement. <laughs> Good. We're gonna leave. We're gonna leave it at that. All right. I'm gonna edit so much of this shit out. Okay, well, here's the deal. What's well, Tell us more about the teacher who's afraid to go back to the classroom. Basically, he got a concussion. Um, he was trying to break up a fight, and then the kids turned on him and gave him a concussion. And, um, and he's been, like, <sighs> he's been groped. He's a, he's a gay man, and he's a veteran. And um, some student felt, some male student decided to set, try to sexually assault him. While he was at work, and like as a joke, like as a funny, <laughs> yeah, and um, hilarious, fucking the, greatest joke I've ever heard. There's this school is, uh, it's called Liberty Hill Academia or Academia. Jesus Christ, Liberty Hill Academy Academy, and um, yeah, it's for the fucked up kids. Okay, all right. Yeah. But, like, female female workers, female teachers and staff there will get, like, fucking Xbox Live treatment. Oh, no. I know exactly what that means. <laughs> <laughs> it's why I just turn off group chat. Yep. Yep. You just don't even, don't subject yourself to that shit. Oh, man. Um... So what what do we what do we okay the fact that it's the troubled kids makes me feel a little more like safe for the world I guess mm -hmm. and like listen I got empathy for those fucking rat bastards they probably have a rough life there's a reason why they're shitheads you know yeah most of them anyway but like how what are we supposed to do because I actually don't believe that we're just supposed to smack them around and honestly you know they should probably be learning SEL social emotional learning but that they won't fucking let us teach it. <laughs> God damn it. That shit we talked about earlier. Self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, relationship skills, and responsible decision-making. Yeah. That, sh that shit's bad for children. We fucking can't let them have that. No. But fucking memorize the Pythagorean theorem. Yeah. 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 The, the I, I get it. Like, beating kids relentlessly, no. But, like... I got, I got hit by, I got, I got my ass beat by my relatives for yeah. talking shit about my great grandmother's cooking at Thanksgiving. She's like 90 and she's making like three turkeys for a hundred people. 
Yeah. And I'm like my little fucking 13 year old self just talking shit about how the turkey's going to be dry. And they literally cock- drug me out on the porch and beat me. And you know oh what? my God. You know what that taught me? That taught me that you say enough and they'll just fucking hit you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and here's the deal. I would like to to relay that back to a personal experience I already told you about, but I'm going to share with the uh, ex- with the audience here. Cool. As I was walking into a library today to spend a little time before I had to go somewhere else, I was talking to Canada via Facebook Messenger, and I said, oh, the idea of doing this any later is just a fucking nightmare. And a, a teenage boy by himself, he wasn't even showing off for his friends went, it's going to be a fucking nightmare. And um, if we lived in the Old West, I would have fucking painted the sidewalk red with his face. You understand? Because, like, who who are you? What are you doing? What possesses a child to mock a grown man that could murder him? With, 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 like, with just pure, like, no fear. Motherfucker, you should be afraid to act like that. <laughs> Somebody will fucking kill you. Yeah. What I did do, what I did do is I went, yeah, in his face. Cause he went, oh, it's gonna be a nightmare. And I went, yeah. And probably closer to his face than I should have been. I took I took solace in the fact that he appeared frightened. Yeah, well, good. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck him. Fucking watch your mouth, you little shit. That I'm not like as a kid, I probably should have been sent to a boarding school where they crack you upside the head when you mouth off. Like Yeah. Probably. <laughs> You're like, I might have turned out maybe a little bit better. Maybe a lot better. <laughs> probably wouldn't have spent my whole twenties fucking off. Yeah. See, I, what's, what's funny is I had the opposite problem. I was so oppressed and repressed that the second I gained freedom, it was all on all the time. Maybe some of us are just bound to be fuck-ups. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Maybe we can't even blame anybody. Yeah, it's just genetics. Yeah. Like, God damn it. Oh, man, this one came out, and it's just bound to be a fuck-up. I blame God. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh... <clears throat> What do you if think you th- would Okay, go ahead. What do you I, think I, would I, happen to a man? How do you think a man would go out if he owned 124 snakes? Choking to death on a snake? <laughs> <laughs> Is that how he died? It's <laughs> very close. <laughs> like you just can't get away from him, you choke on him in your sleep type of deal? No, he got bit by a venomous snake he wasn't supposed to have. My, Holy shit! That's fucking unheard of. I know. People <laughs> who collect snakes in my head are just stupid. Like, yeah. I mean, if it's like a little, a little cord snake, like something that like, like I picked up a baby snake once, and it was like trying to bite at my mm. hand, and it didn't have enough, like long enough teeth to break the skin, and I was like, oh, this is the cutest thing ever. And then yeah, I got yeah. it out of the adorable. Road and put it in the grass. Yeah, you know? adorable. And if it if they get like no bigger than fucking like 16, 18 inches, I'm fine with them. Go ahead, yeah. give your kid one as a pet. It doesn't matter. They're not even like that gross or scary like everyone makes them out to be. They're pretty all right. Yeah, they're, they're, they can be cute. Yeah. But somebody who gets like a fucking python that's going to grow long enough to literally strangle them to death in their sleep if they're not careful. Yeah. Like, 
And we're talking about a cold, literally cold-blooded killer that possibly doesn't have any empathy for you whatsoever. Probably does not. Yeah. I, I have had fish that are more concerned with my well-being than I've ever seen a snake be concerned with a person. <laughs> yeah. Uh. My, they're, they're decorations. That's a guy I know who owned a snake for years. He's like, it's a decoration. It's like having a tree, except that it can kill you. <laughs> and, um... So, so, and I have a bias here. My, my ex-wife is probably going to die getting strangled by a snake someday. Because, yeah. Because she has, she, she has an affinity for them and she's sure that they have thoughts and feelings about their, their, their caretakers. And I, I don't think they do. Oh, yeah. So, Not necessarily. Maybe a small handful of them do. Maybe there's a couple sweet snakes out there. Maybe. I don't know. But anyhow, so this guy, he's 49, he gets bit by a snake and fucking dies. And they go through his house, and he's got 124 snakes. And oh God. Um, a bunch of them had to be taken away by, like, exotic animal handlers. I don't, <sighs> I don't understand why you keep a venomous snake. I don't understand why you keep, like, a python. I saw a video of a lady who was handling her python that she had had for years it was a big fucker and she just moved in the cage to pick him up way too fast which was fairly slow and it just bit on her hand and wrapped around her arm and did the strangle move on her arm and it took her and her boyfriend working for like five minutes to get the fucking thing off her arm and to stop biting her it's way stronger than you think it's just a tube of muscle (laughs) yeah and so you add venom to that and it's like why would you keep that around? <laughs> um, that's like would, that's like having a fucking jewelry box that when you open it, it might just hit you with a fucking dart full of antifreeze. It might. It might. You know, but hey, keep your fucking watch in it. <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me ask you a question. Sure. Would Would you rather be strangled by a snake or bit by a venomous snake? Ooh, uh, bit by a venomous snake. Uh, that's the obvious answer, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. so it's, it's quicker, right? It's quicker. Yeah. Less, less terrifying overall. Yes. Than, than having the life squeezed out of you slowly. Yeah. Where every single time you exhale, the, the fucking snake just gets tighter. Yeah. That's, uh, a, that's, night, that's nightmare it's, shit. You're making it sound so much worse than I even thought of. <laughs> <laughs> that How long could that go on? That could go on for fucking 10, 12 minutes yeah. of just like pure panic. Um, and it doesn't do think, care. It, it no, doesn't, it doesn't even care. care. It's like, maybe I can eat this when it's dead. It might. It probably could. <laughs> now, do you think if you just started biting the fuck out of the snake while it was strangling you, that that might give you a fighting chance? Like just tearing off snake flesh? Oh, that's a good idea. I'm filing that shit away under you. <laughs> just start biting, motherfucker. Just start biting. Oh, my God. I don't think you can choke him, can you? Um, choke him out? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm like over here like Canada's going to know whether or not you can choke a snake. <laughs> <laughs> like like a fully stupid person. <laughs> that's that's Matthew. That's the thought a stupid person would have. <laughs> <laughs> but the biting one was the thought a smart person would have. Hey, so even, a, even a squirrel is right two times a nut. 
<laughs> God, sometimes I think when I say those broken phrases where I purposely ruin common phrases, uh-huh. most people think I really don't know what, what the phrase is. I think you come across to somebody who's fucking around. What's going to be really inconvenient is when you're like 85 and that's the only thing you can do. <laughs> that's a, like that's all of my communication skills is just miss saying well-known phrases <laughs> it'll be a fucking nightmare for me and anyone else that's with me uh, i can't wait to make myself someone's problem when i'm old yeah <laughs> yeah i was i was i was with a friend of mine and we were driving by an old folks home and he pointed out the name of it and without thinking, I was like, shoot me first. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. And like, dude, dude, if I have if I have the cognizance, the cognizance and I get put in an old folks home, I'm telling you, I am making the fact that I'm still alive is going to be everyone else's fucking problem. And it's going to be a problem every fucking day. <laughs> I'm stealing everything. I'm hoarding it in my room. I'm taking shits in corners where they don't belong. If someone beats me, that's fine. I'll poison you. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I will fucking poison you. What do I have to lose? I'm fucking 87. <laughs> what you gonna put me? You're gonna put me in jail? I'm already in jail, you piece of shit. I'll poison you. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> I was in jail with a guy kind of like that and he at some point he was harassing me and I was like dude I'll beat your ass and he was like that's elder abuse I could get you I could get you charged just for saying that and I was just like oh this clever little rat <laughs> uh huh yeah and then next thing you know I got the like the NAACP or something standing up for me yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I know. I know that's the wrong organization. It really is. I, I know it is. I know it is. I'll be black when I'm older. Don't worry. <laughs> I can't think of the name of the real organization that stands up for marginalized people that just aren't black people. But you know, there's one of those advocacy groups that I would get under my wing, and then you know I would play good until they got me a national interview, and then I would tell America to suck my dick on live TV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I would say the I word come you. way too many times. You say what? I'd say the word come way too many times. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah, just just repeat anything from this episode. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, you know, I know that the last 5 to 10 minutes of this episode have been pure nonsense and I really think it's been the, the best part of the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, fuck what you think. I don't care. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. I want to hear more news, Canada. I promise I do. Okay. Driverless car appears to flee the scene after being pulled over by cops. Oh, my God. Tell me more. Uh, it's a company. Uh, the cruise autonomous vehicle was stopped in San Francisco, Richmond district. I don't know where that is other than it's in San Francisco. For sure. Um, and I didn't know that they had just fully fucking self-driving taxis roaming around. Really? But they do. There was no driver at all. And the cops were like, this is normal. So. <laughs> okay. Um, it pulled over. Like it got pulled over. Because the headlights weren't on, 
And, like, they were cops. They're like, well, headlights are off. Let's go pull them over and tell them to turn on their fucking lights. And the cop pulls How- over or gets out of the car and walks up to the car and looks and tends to his partner. And is like, there's no one in here. And then he, he walks back to his car to call dispatch to ask what the fuck to do. And the car just casually takes off. <laughs> That car, that car knows what's up. It yeah. ain't going to jail. <laughs> it is, yeah. uh, it, it, the thing about the, the, this that's mind-boggling is that the car analyzed the situation, saw that the cop was leaving, and decided that it was okay to leave. <laughs> Dude, I'm blown away. How do you pull over a driverless car to begin with? They have, like, how? Did, did, do they come with sensors that no police lights and then pull over? I guess they have to for like ambulances and shit, huh? Yeah. I'll be damned. I never thought about the ambulance angle, but now that makes sense. Yeah, I what? I didn't either. It just stood out to me. I was like, of course you'd make it so your fucking car wouldn't know when it was getting pulled over. Wow. I never had thought about that at all. So in that, yeah, so now cops, uh, car, uh, driverless cars are running away from the cops. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just blows my mind because, like, what what is the future going to look like? And, like, okay, do, would, the, would the, like, if they were going to uh, issue a ticket, like, would it be to the owning, the, the entity that owns the car? That's what I, that's what you would think, but... So far, the precedent is because it's this article cites a few other incidents um, where no, they they just don't they just don't ticket them. They say no law's been broken and they move on, which wow. is interesting because um, you'd think that like crews would get fined for having one of their cars run around without its fucking headlights on in the middle of the night. Like yeah, yeah it can see fine, but you can't see a thing coming, right? And so, like, if if a car can drive around, per se, without headlights on in the middle of the night and not get a ticket, then why the fuck can't I? <laughs> There's a thinking, re- reactionary human being in there that, that you would think possibly could handle situations better than a robot, maybe. Mm-hmm. Then what the fuck is going on? Yeah, the only incident in which that... Uh, a 2019 driverless Tesla was stopped after its owner used the car's remote summon feature in Florida. However, in that case, the incident was staged by a YouTuber. That's, Wait a minute. That's all it says. It doesn't even say that there was a ticket there. It just says that in this case, it was on purpose. So what What I the, the part I picked on most of what you just said was that you can summon your fucking car. Yeah. There's a bunch of videos on YouTube of people getting like fucking shithouse drunk hopping in the back of their tesla and being like take me home well of course but the idea of summoning your car let's just say like okay let's say uh i'm in downtown chicago and i took the train into town and now i missed the last train out of town can i fucking summon my car to come pick me up in theory that's wild yeah that's wild that's some video game shit yeah that's some Batman oh. shit. Batman in the nineties. <laughs> uh huh. That is, and like I feel like I would, I would, um, 
I would have it, I would try to program it to be a voice command. I could yell into my phone. I'd be like, Excelsior to me, <laughs> you know, and just have that car show up, man. I can't wait. I'm going to be old in my self-driving car, shitting in corners that have no business being shit in. <laughs> and then getting away in my self-driving car. What's gonna be what's gonna be really interesting is when they outlaw people modding their their fucking software in their cars to outrun the police. They're gonna mark my words. It's modifying your self driving car software will be a crime. Yeah, 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 one hundred percent, and it will be something that people do for sure. Yeah, yeah, and especially for things like uh, running from the police. And uh, what else? What else would be a fun thing to modify your car to do? Hit old people. Yeah. <laughs> like the <that laughs> asshole who keeps shitting in the corner. Yeah, yeah, that dude. That's the guy. It's fucking extra points for him. All right. Well, I like. I like. I give props to the car for saying "fuck the police." Yeah. 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 <clears throat> then. Okay. I, 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 my brain went to a stupid place. I'm like, well, then there's going to be self-driving police cars that pull you over and just print you a ticket. There are. <laughs> what? There's, there's a prototype. I don't remember where it was. I saw this in the news a couple of weeks ago um, where the, the fucking car, the cop car will pull up behind you. And a long arm will pop out of the cop car and go up to your driver's side window and it will print you a fucking ticket. It's a pro in the prototype model, there is a cop in the car, but the cop doesn't have to do anything. He's just there. He's just there just right now. Earning a paycheck. Yeah. Letting a robot do his job. Man, he should be ashamed of himself. That's low testosterone energy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. You wanna you wanna hear about some high testosterone fucking police activity? Hell yeah. Video shows Syracuse police detaining a crying eight-year-old boy. Dude, that takes a real man. <laughs> it does. It took it does. like four or five. I watched the video. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. It's just this just... there's just this eight-year-old kid crying and like a cop on each side, like getting him into the cop car, and it's just like Wow, you're it's big man shit. And you know he hate the kid he did. He broke the law. Um what he what'd he do? He fucking shoplifted. Okay, okay. You know. But, and so they're trying to make a point and like say, hey, you're gonna get arrested for this kind of stuff. A little scared straight. A little bit of scared straight. Um, they brought him home, they told his dad what was going on, they didn't press charges, they didn't bring him to a juvenile detention center, they didn't put him in handcuffs. But it still fucked the kid up, no doubt. Yeah. Having five grown men with guns usher you into a fucking secured cage in a car. You know? It sends a message, that's for sure. It certainly does. So that reminds that reminds me of a story from Eugene, Oregon. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say allegedly the allegedly. grandson the grandson. The, the the alleged grandson of an alleged very beloved uh, Eugene Oregon figure 
who may or may not wrote a book about uh, mental institutions. Um, is that why am I being coy? Should I just say the guy's name? I don't know. No, I'm not going to, because then, because then I would be uh, giving away the identity of the the supposed grandson of him. The hypothetical grandson in this hypothetical situation. Yeah. Well, he was with like a hippie family on a bus that he probably shouldn't have been in. It was a pretty, uh, it was a pretty toxic situation, but the police came to, to get him and he slapped the fuck out of one of the police officers and went a running. Allegedly. Allegedly. Do you remember that? We, we both know her. Maybe she listens to the show. I don't know. Um, but you'll remember her based off this story. The cops came for her because she was screaming and yelling on the street. And then when the cops got there, this little, like, five-foot woman starts beating on the cops. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You remember this lady? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and honestly, she's hit cops more than more than once. Yeah. I don't know how she gets away with it other than she's, like, five-foot and cute as hell. Right. That, that, that'll help. That'll get you there. Um, same, the same woman, uh, knocked a grown man's teeth out with a log. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. He got, he got a little touchy feely and oh, she fucking, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Bashed his face in with a log and he came, he came into a public square screaming. She broke my chompers. <laughs> yeah. Take your meds people. Oh my God. Um, yeah, the police, they fucking brutalized a little boy. Yeah. Well, and my first, <clears throat> I want you to guess, I want you to guess what my first question after reading this headline was in my head. What did the eight year old boy do? No, it was what color is his skin? I did a lot of shit when I was a kid. Um, okay. I, I got arrested as a kid for uh, a, a, a good stack of things that happened all in the same 20 minutes. Wow, okay. And, and, on, and I ran from the cops, and I destroyed evidence. <laughs> <laughs> in plain view of the cops. <laughs> you, like, looked them in their eyes, and you were like, I'm, I'm wrecking this shit. I'm wrecking it right in front of you. And, um, I got, I got detained and, um, I was like 12 and they did, they put me in handcuffs and they put me and my friends all in the paddy wagon together. Yeah. And then, uh, I hung out at the police station the longest because both of my parents worked and I had no fucking business being out there being such a piece of shit. Um, yeah, it happens. But, uh, I don't know. Like, I didn't get. I just. I. I. I wonder if if I had been a brown kid doing all that shit at like twelve years old, if I would have like just caught a boot to the face, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Because and like I did also. I don't know why. And this this is the thing that that I guess I'm driving at is I have had the cops intentionally turn a blind eye to me, doing shit that would ruin my life if I went to trial for and yeah. um you know is is that my privilege is that what was going on right 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 for sure 
<clears throat> and okay, so this is going to be the the uh, hot take from a white boy. Mm -hmm. Should we really be trying to get rid of privilege, or should we just be extending it to everybody? Ooh, you know what I mean. Is that is it, it? Shouldn't just everybody get it? Is it shouldn't be that what we're working for instead of fighting against it? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure it's either way is going to work given the. Uh, horrible institutional racism that the country was founded on, you know? Yeah, I think what's going to happen realistically, given like the hyperbolic nature of our culture, is that we'll just swing the pendulum back and forth a few times, and eventually it'll run out of steam. Or the country so. will fucking run out of steam. I don't know. Yeah, something's going to run out of steam. Ugh. I wish it was the cops that ran out of steam. I yeah, I wish they were steam powered cops so you could hear them like parking <laughs> down the street. <laughs> yeah, to totally, one hundred percent. You could hear them coming. The fucking they're whistling everywhere they go. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh. All right, so um, Montgomery City Council passes a resolution Tuesday to kickstart a new messaging campaign aimed at discouraging panhandling. All right. Basically, they're trying to make it a jailable or finable offense. This is uh, Montgomery, Alabama, I think. That's the most famous Montgomery I know, so we're going to say allegedly it's Montgomery, Alabama. Yeah, it totally is. Um, well, they're they're... <laughs> this is the fucked part, right? Is um, they're tying it in with some charity stuff. So okay. you report um, you report panhandlers by sending a text message that says "Give MGM." <clears throat> Give MGM. Yeah, I sort of forgive Montgomery. Uh, uh, does no one understand the irony of this or is it intentional? I mean, like what the fuck are you talking about? I, I, well, that's what I mean is it's part of, it's been wired into like these charity organizations that they're, but the, the actual, like the politicians are like, if we stop giving them money, they're going to go somewhere else. And in the meantime, we're actually going to help some individuals that possibly need help and want help. By sending them to jail? By no, sending I, them to jail, by finding them, by making it illegal to give them money. Yeah. I, I It's wonderful when they're like, okay, not, it, like, as a point of lawful policy, you're not allowed to help those in need. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, because you're encouraging panhandling, and panhandling is against the law, so you're collaborating and breaking the law. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you fucking amazing. Um, you know, because if you don't discourage panhandling, fucking everyone will do it and society will break down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not like only the truly desperate have the fucking, oh, dude, I hated flying a sign. I fucking hated yeah. it so bad. Uh, yeah, e even even playing music for money was embarrassing on some level. Yeah, I, I looked up to you doing that. I was like, well, maybe someday I can have that much pride. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely had myself convinced I was above everybody else. 
until um until i realized i was spending all my uh busking money on methamphetamines and i said oh i think i'm below everyone again (laughs) 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 i'm pretty sure i fucked up somewhere along the way oh do you want to talk about we can edit this question out but do you want to talk about your adventure in sobriety oh i'm perfectly happy talking about my adventure in sobriety uh where to start uh what was the catalyst for this sobriety adventure and i feel like we might have mentioned this before but we'll 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 reiterate i uh had a habit of driving drunk and i'm not saying i got drunk and then i drove i'm saying the intention was to drive around while drinking okay because I'm a fucking insane person and something about that was very soothing and I became addicted to the whole like driving around like literally running from my problems while I ran from my problems through alcohol and uh, on one of these nights the only night that this really ever happened I blacked out while doing it Oof. the funny part is is I had actually made it home and I was wicked wasted standing in my kitchen and I remember thinking to myself damn, I got a real drinking problem. And then the next memory is coming to at a gas station, I guess, having made the choice to go get more alcohol. Oh no. Uh, yeah. Uh, like I don't remember making that conscious choice at all. You know, it just sort of happened. And, uh, so I got a DUI and I got arrested for the evening and I blew a point one six. Uh, when they tested me about two hours later, <laughs> that's, uh, were, that's pretty, uh, like, like a 0.08 will get you arrested. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was, du- I was double that. And, uh, and I really feel like they were throwing me a solid by waiting the two hours to have me blow. They were actually doing me a solid. They were like, fucking, we're not trying to fucking kill this guy. Like take away his whole life. He's never had a DUI. Let's wait until he sobers up a little bit to have him blow, you know? Um, but yeah, so like, you know, the courts were like, okay, the courts were like, hey, you got to go get this thing called a DUI evaluation. And so I went to the little office building in the shitty little town nearby. And I, I went up to this office and they gave me this fucking poorly photocopied sheet to fill out a number of sheets. And for whatever reason, probably because deep down subconsciously, I know I needed help. I was brutally honest to the point where he actually just stopped. The guy was like, I was like filling out. They were like, how, what drugs have you done? And when did you do them? And what was your habit? Like, and I was like, alcohol, marijuana, cocaine, methamphetamines. And like, I didn't actually get to finish when he just like stopped me. He was like, good enough. You're, you're fine. (laughs) He, He stopped me and he started, you could tell that he just wanted to get the meeting over with. And he was mad that he had so much information he had to write down for me. And um, I was awarded, I'll call it awarded, but I was awarded the highest level in the state of Illinois of drug counseling that you can be required to do, which is 75 hours. Um, and that's like the the limit. That he, he was like, I would have given you more if I can, but that's the, that's the <laughs> amount that, that, that I'm allowed to give you. And uh, I didn't start that because luckily... I, I got court supervision on my DUI, so I technically haven't been charged with a criminal offense yet. Um, and I had I, they gave me two years to get my to get my 75 hours done, um, which is really generous because they could have made me do it in a year, and that might have been hard to do. 
Um, but I couldn't drive for the first six months because that was my, my, uh, legal summary. it was called a summary suspension of my license, which was just issued immediately. There was no court or order. Like, that's just what you get on your first DUI in Illinois off the bat. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I didn't go to these court ordered classes for the first six months. Cause I couldn't drive. I'm poor as fuck. I can't afford the Ubers there. I can't afford the two hours on the bus there and back when the fucking town is only five miles away, that kind of shit. Yeah. So I got my driving privileges back in, in March and I've been going and, uh, he's like an old guy who has mostly talked about having sex with lots of women in college. I've had three meetings with them now and that's come up every time. <laughs> <laughs> he's like listen if you just tell women that you don't want to be attached and you're straightforward and honest with them they'll all want to fuck you so you know I, I might try to stick to that that strategy <laughs> later in life when i look to be dating again uh apparently you just tell them you don't want to be attached and that they're definitely not your girlfriend and they'll just fuck your brains out um which kind of tracks a little bit it tracks a little <laughs> um but anyway uh, on the first meeting, he'd said to me, you know, you're required to go to one AA meeting a day. I mean, a week, a week. And he said, but given your history of addiction, I would go every day. And I looked that man in the face. I said, there's no way I'm fucking going every day. That's not going to happen. I got school. I got fucking work full time. You're, you're fucking crazy, you know? Mm. And then I, fi I finally did go to an AA meeting and someone else and someone else there said, well, if I were you, given what you've just said about your fucking addiction history, I would do 90 meetings in 90 days. And I looked that man in his face and I said, go fuck yourself, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and uh, for whatever reason, I have gone every day since then. And I'm a little high on sobriety right now. Um, I'm really enjoying the fact that AA is working for me. And I hate, I fucking hate going. I hate sitting in the room. I hate the sadness. There's like a pathetic sadness that permeates the room. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I hate it. But I'll be fucking goddamn if it's not working. Because, like, I've barely even had the thought to drink since I've been going every day. Now, I'm waiting for the bottom to fall out on that. Yeah. When I'm like, I want to drink the entire world for a week, you know. But so far, so good. That's my sobriety story up to this point. Rad. I'm actually really proud of you. I don't know if I've said that yet. I appreciate that. I'm a little proud of myself, and that's not normal for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so we haven't hit the science stories as hard this time. Yeah, we've almost done no science, actually. No science, but I got science for you. Okay. All right. The first U.S. trial to release GMO mosquitoes just ended. Here's how it went. And this is from Popular Science. Okay, so why are we genetically modifying mosquitoes? To make them more nutritious. For who? <laughs> it's not that at all. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. All right, all right. You got me on that one. I believed you hook, line, and sinker. Um, what it is, is they genetically engineered... Um, uh, male mosquitoes that um, only produce male offspring. And that's important because females are the ones that bite. 
Okay, yeah, to help. Uh, I've been told to help fertilize, not fertilize their eggs, but to help gestate their eggs and shit. Yeah, I don't understand how it works exactly, but that's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the males, uh, I'm looking at a giant picture of a mosquito. I'm just going to scroll so I don't have to. Yeah, it's the it's yeah, it's a fucking scary alien. Yeah, it really is, and it wants my blood, and I hate it. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, when the males, it takes three generations to wash out, so it's not permanent. But um, so the males will come out, they'll from the GMO lab wherever, and then they'll uh, impregnate all the female eggs with male babies, and then they'll come out. And they'll be all males, and all of those males will go out and impregnate all the eggs with yeah. another generation of male babies. And you see it just cuts the female population radically quickly. Yeah, and th- thus cutting the entire population down radically quickly. Yeah. And yeah. Um, this is done, this is being done to try to eliminate some. Uh, uh, like the mosquito they're doing it to is a invasive mosquito and it carries all sorts of nasty things. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, and they want to get rid of it in order to control the infection. And then like, uh, uh, what are the epidemiologists are okay, saying? Yeah. Well, you'd have to completely get rid of it because just cutting it, you know, reducing it to a really low number won't do it. And I think everybody is fucking okay with that. Cause Nobody is acknowledging that this is not a full stop, you know, solution that we have to actually totally annihilate the mosquito, but nobody's saying that's what we're go- about to do. Yeah. We're totally about to fucking genocide the mosquito population <laughs> on earth. I wonder what effects it's going to have on the ecosystem. Uh males pollinate flowers, but shit tons of things pollinate flowers. So whatever. Oh my god. Save the bees, kill the mosquitoes. Yeah, the bees at least make honey. Let the polar bears drown. (laughs) Um, Why don't we? Why don't we genetically modify them to have gills? Uh, Because they are a fearless predator of every living thing they come in contact with. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah. So you're on. You're on. You're you're on a. You're gonna die on the fuck the polar bears hill, huh? Yup. (laughs) God damn. Wearing one of their fucking skulls as a hat. <laughs> oh my god. Um well, the only thing I'm worried about this is that the last few generations of mosquitoes will have giant dicks. And that's how I fuck you. <laughs> you call him back to something I need to edit out. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to make this our most offensive episode ever and that you can't change it. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm sorry. I know some delicate, like, gentle people that listen to our show and love it. (laughs) Oh, I've actually, I kind of feel bad then. But, like, you knew who you were signing up to do a podcast with. I did, and I don't know why. I don't know why anything anymore, actually. That you I, thought I was going to be a good, sweet little saint. No, I didn't. I I know. I, I dear know. listener, I have been enjoying a premium fucking depression for yeah. for the last six weeks, two months. And that's why there hasn't been a show. You know, I feel like a bad friend because, like, you know, you can sort of sense that. And I didn't ask what was up. 
Well, it's, I mean, I, I have, uh, I have bipolar disorder. It just happens, you know, just, okay. I'm, I'm on pills and the pills prevent things from getting really bad in either direction, but yeah, it's, it's just my brain chemistry is like, Hey, roller coaster. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So like, that's the worst part is you don't even have anything to point at to be like, this is why I'm sad. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, I'm just generally sad. Yeah, everything sucks. Fuck all you. Yeah. yeah. God, uh, lately, this is not the same, but it is the same. It is. Okay, it isn't. It's just similar enough for me to bring it up. Okay. Um. Powerful, painful nostalgia. Thinking back that, like, I'm never going to get any of those years back. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't used to do this. I didn't used to be like, oh, all the bad decisions I've made. I always used to be like, well, it's over. I can't do anything about it. You might as well live in the moment. But lately, it's been like someone is putting a vice grip on my heart while I think about how I can't take back <laughs> what a shit person I was at times, or just like, or that I'm never gonna get back that feeling of wonder when I was a kid and I heard like it, it happened the other day when I actually I put on a Sonic Youth record that like I was familiar with as like a 13 14 year old and uh, I just f- started weeping f- other just just because I'm like I'm never it's it's all gonna be over and it's getting over and over by the second yeah and there's nothing yeah. afterwards yeah. You know it. Everybody knows it intrinsically. And I think it's... So, um, one time I had a suicide attempt that I had to be resuscitated from. Okay. Um, and what I did is I tied a length of blanket around my neck. It just laid down until I lost consciousness. And the thing is, is um, in that last moment as the tunnel collapses into nothingness and you feel yourself evaporating away you know there's nothing else. And telling somebody at the end of their life that there'll be a thing and you'll see the tunnel and you just go through the tunnel and then you'll be in heaven with all your friends and family, and da da da, da that is immensely cruel because in their very last moment, they're going to discover that it was all a lie. Ugh. Ishtu boofta. That's a lot, Canada. That's a lot, Canada. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um by the way, have you ever watched that pot out? <laughs> nah, I say let's be real, warts and all. Um, uh, have you ever watched BoJack Horseman? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, sorry, you, you showed f- me some. Are, did I? Yeah, fantastic. Because it's a it's a great show in just how brutal and honest it is about the human experience. Even though it's about a horse, somehow that makes it work better. Mm-hmm. Um. The second to last episode is called The View from Halfway Down. And it, in it, it's it's Bojack's last like near-death experience. Like he's having one of those tripped out things. He's drowning in his pool on alcohol and drugs. Mm-hmm. And he's having this, he's having this crazy hallucinatory experience where everyone he's ever known is sitting at a table and judging him and telling him about how like death death just comes for us all. And uh one of his heroes that killed himself said, I wish I would have known how beautiful the world, the, 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 the person killed themselves by jumping off a bridge. Mm-hmm. And he said, I wish I would have known about the view halfway down before I jumped. Yeah. It makes me want to cry. 
<laughs> That's the show. Thanks for listening. <laughs>